This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. Hello and welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast. With me today, I've got Colin Smith. Hello, Colin. How are you doing? Hello, Judy. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thanks. Would you like to introduce yourself and what you do in relation to collaboration? Um, the role I have these days is as the listener. And the idea of the listener is it helps people to be heard and to think more deeply. It also enables them to uh, recognize that they don't listen very well and uh, come to me to learn to listen better. And listening being a, a pretty important piece of collaboration. Very much so. Um, and I think it's one of those that um, often um, expected that people understand how to listen because it's something that we do actually more than any, any other communication method. Yet it's the one that's least trained. Mm. So people think they're listening. In fact, they're not. Um, they're just hearing. Mm-hmm. So uh, for collaboration perspective, I think it's vital that individuals learn how to listen properly. Um, things like pay attention, eye contact, not interrupting, and therefore giving the person who's speaking the real opportunity to speak properly um, from, their, from their true self. Mm-hmm. And when that's what you do as the listener, mm-hmm. what's been your experience of collaboration? I think that when, when you get into a space, let's say it's a, a small team, um, that are working together on a project, then the results that come out from it are often, um, let's say the the original meetings take a little bit longer because you're giving everyone the chance to speak and to be heard. And to often go into moments or periods of silence where they're thinking, but they know they're not being interrupted. But the output is, the, the, the quality of the output is much higher because Everyone is actually really now listening to what is being said. And original thinking comes through because they've got the opportunity to do so. So the results actually are better in the longer term, whilst at the beginning, the, uh, the meetings can take longer. Um, what it also does is it, it engenders a much closer relationship, be this in a, a team or even working you know, when you're with your, your partner or children. Um, you build up a very different relationship with them because it's deeper. It shows you care, and it also, for them, um, they feel valued and they matter. Mm-hmm. And when you are collaborating at your best, that's like what? The best way I can describe it is it's like a, a mill pond. It's completely still and silent. And when you're if you're navigating across a still pond, it is effortless. It's just like, it is true being. And that's the best way I could probably describe what it's like when you're truly in that space of, of collaborating and, and in my role, listening to mm. the other person. And like a mill pond, completely mm. still and silent. Is there anything else about that mill pond? I would also say it's, it would be very clear if I'm sort of conjuring up this, this image in my mind. Um, it's a clear blue sky, um, little or any breeze. 
and just uh, so it it becomes almost in 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 in, uh, in listening properly it's, it's like meditation mm-hmm. um, that if you can really focus on the person that uh, you, you are listening to and almost focus on your breath as well mm-hmm. uh, enables you to really be present with that person mm-hmm. and so you're you're, you're you're looking or hearing with your eyes you're also hearing with your ears and also hearing with your heart so you're hearing the whole of that person mm-hmm. and it's like a mill pond that image in your mind a still mm-hmm. silent mill pond and yeah. clear blue sky and little or no breeze and it's like a meditation yeah. and that mill yeah. pond and when you're navigating across that mill pond, it's effortless. What kind of yeah. navigating is that navigating when you're navigating across that mill pond? It feels as though you are at one with the, the person speaking. Mm-hmm. So the navigation is, is coming from them. Mm-hmm. So that's where, for me, the, um, the elements of, of listening, such as being interested and curious, so I'm being drawn across this mill pond by what I'm picking up from them. So uh, it might be that as they're uh, expressing something really deep, that you can, you can feel yourself dropping deeper with them. Um, if they move, they're able to move with them. You, you become at one with them, and that's why they actually find it really um, opening. It enables them to open up more. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them and you're being drawn across the mill pond mm-hmm. and when they go deeper you go deeper too is that deeper in the mill pond um i suppose the deeper in that in this context is it, it kind of, sort of changes it slightly it's not that i would sort of go deeper into the water but you feel um more drawn towards um something through the through the navigation so the, the connect, when they go deeper, you connect deeper as well. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're drawn in a, in a slightly, slightly odd in that uh, you're on a mill pond and you're not going under the water. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're more drawn. So let's say the, the strength of the, the, the pull is stronger. Mm-hmm. So the strength of the pull is stronger. And is there anything else about that pull? Is there anything else about the pull? It, would, it, feels, it feels strong. It feels assured. It feels... Uh, all encompassing, mm-hmm. um, so and it, it complete. So when they when they go to a deep place, you know it's a deep place. It feels like a deep place. Mm-hmm. So and you're where, feeling it, and they're feeling it. Mm-hmm. And whereabouts are you feeling it? I, I feel it in my gut, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's sort of in the you know you almost embody that connection. Uh, you do it um, unconsciously, I suppose, or subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's that, I suppose it's that that enables you then to really feel, so it creates a level of empathy, because they're feeling that you're feeling it. Um, mm-hmm. And so em- empathy is, is an important part in that. Mm-hmm. So they feel you're feeling it, and you're feeling it in your gut. Whereabouts are they feeling it? Mm. I guess... The, they're, they're more likely to feel it in a, in a similar place, you know, the heart, your gut, or something like that, rather than a head. Mm-hmm. Um, my feeling is that it, it, this is not a head-to-head 
conversation. Mm-hmm. This is a heart-to-heart or even gut-to-gut conversation, which is where the, the, the brain is sort of relaxed and says, hey, I don't need to sight, I don't need to stress. I can just uh, just be in this place with this other person. So part of what I'm doing is holding that space um, for them to be themselves, to drop into uh, their heart, and then actually to share what is coming from that space. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find is that more often than not, people share things and they go, I, I had no idea I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Or in some cases, I had no idea I knew that or was thinking that. And when you're drawn across the mill pond like that, then what happens? What happens? For me, uh, time almost stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it becomes a timeless experience. Um, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm having this conversation, say, in a coffee shop, you, become, you suddenly, as you come out of it, when you sort of finish the conversation or is the break in the conversation, you're suddenly aware that there's a lot more people in the restaurant or the coffee shop or there's fewer than it, than it was before or you become aware of the noise again. So it is like a very, I think the best way to describe it is like a very deep meditation when you're truly listening to, to another person and they've gone deeper and you've gone deeper with them. Mm-hmm. And then what happens so, to yeah, the mill pond? Lovely. <laughs> Then what happens to the mill pond? Um, at what point? Hmm. When, you, when you come out of the conversation and you start to notice, oh, okay. hmm, what happens to the mill pond? I suppose then you, you get sent to you just, well, you're, you're back on it again, but actually you're just sitting in your boat or whatever it is you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just suddenly you're aware of everything around you. So when you're in the conversation, you become less and less aware of that you're even in the mill pond or even on the mill pond. Uh, As you come out of it, you become, oh, oh, this is where I am. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're you're back in the back in the room again, or back on the on the mill pond again. Mm -hmm. So that's what happens at the end of the conversation. What happens at the beginning of the conversation? What happens at the beginning of the conversation is that is there is a a meeting uh, of the, of the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a calm place. Uh, it's an easy place, and you just and I think it's through through attention, and attention seems to be at the heart of of what I do. Is they become aware that actually it's very calming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very they feel connected. They feel that this this person, the person in front of them, is interested in them. Um, they appear not to be uh, having judgment about them, and maybe you know simple questions such as you know what, what's what's present for you today, or is, there, is what would you is there anything you'd like to talk about or think about or share, and something like that enables them to just start to speak. So it is that calmness, it is that attention that I think is really important in, the, in that early part of the conversation. After that, once they get into it, um, they're able to just talk. Mm-hmm. And when they, and what sometimes I describe, when they go away to think, when I, what I mean by that is that whilst I'm looking at them and looking at their eyes, their eyes will, or their head will turn somewhere else to enable them to think. 
when they return to their position, they'll notice that my eyes are still on them. So whenever mm-hmm. they look back at me, my eyes are still on them. And that to them is really reassuring. It means that they're, they're, there's no interruption in their train of thought in, the, in what they're saying. And also when, they, when they've gone away to think or they're silent, I'm not seeking to jump in and interrupt. And again, that's reassuring and doesn't stop the flow of their thinking. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah. What happens to the mill pond in that early part of the process? I would say the mill pond is the mill pond. Um, it's a sensation that you're, you're sitting on the mill pond. Uh, it's calm, it's peaceful. But as the conversation, as you connect more and more deeply with that person, the, you, you're just left with an awareness of it. You're not necessarily seeing it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just an awareness to the side of you or around you mm-hmm. rather than um, you're seeing it. Because the moment you start seeing it, you've, you've almost come out of, the, uh, out of the, the, the conversation because the attention is then suddenly back on the mill pond rather than on the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there, anything yeah, Is there anything else about all of that and how that works? There's nothing else that, uh, that comes to mind if I sit with that space. Um, what I do know is that it's, it's an enjoyable place to be from my perspective mm-hmm. and certainly um, from the people that have um, been on the other side of it. They, they're also, they, they find it very calming, um, very engaging and very relaxing. Mm-hmm. And also there's a, an increase in the level of connection between the two people. Um, I've certainly found that with mine, people I speak to, and also when they've um, had the opportunity to do it with others. And sometimes even in those, those first, I don't know, let's say, yeah, 20, 30 seconds where you're just looking at each other in complete silence. Mm-hmm. There's an amazing amount of sort of connection to, yeah, um, just two people meeting on a mill pond. Mm-hmm. What a lovely way of thinking about it. Hmm. So two people yeah. meeting on, on a mill pond and just looking at each other for 20 or 30 seconds and then connection and yeah. then a deepening and drawing across the mill pond. Yeah. So it could um, be that, you know, I'm thinking about this, you know, it could be that you, you're aware of them um, and they're all quite a way away. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, and it's kind of a bit of a, a paradox, really, in, in they're so far away you can just see the boat, but actually you can see their eyes close up. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they get closer and closer, you become more and more aware of them, less, less and less of the mill pond, mm-hmm. um, until you're connected with them and they're connected with you. Mm-hmm. It sounds awfully romantic, but uh, it's it's a very deep um, and actually meaningful uh, connection with, as I would describe it, a fellow human being. You're seeing past all of the the, 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 the other, um, let's say, the baggages that we all carry, and you see that pure human being in front of you, and that's who you're connecting with. And that's uh, so when a you... human being to a human being. And that's when you feel it in your gut, you embody that connection, it's that timeless meditative experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And and what's interesting is at times you you don't know what they said. You know, you, it's difficult to recall because you're in the in the space with them. Um, and but they will. This is the weird part: is they will feel heard, even if you may not be able to remember all that they've said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and often then the the responses that you make, the questions you you say, the questions you ask, or the the things you might say back to them come from a different place. They're not coming from my head. Um, those responses, for me, feel like they're coming from my heart. Mm-hmm. And when all that happens, what happens to collaboration? I think what, what gets created from those, from these sorts of c- connections is a, an increase in the level of trust. Um, and therefore, the quality of the relationship goes up. And therefore, the degree of collaboration will also go up. Mm-hmm. Because the more you trust someone, the greater the collaboration. You're not seeking. It feels as though you, you're on the same side of the table, working on the same things, rather than sitting opposite each other in contention or in competition with them. So uh, for sure, the more, um, you know, even if, an, even if, all, all the team did was actually to really pay full attention to each other. It would make, I believe, a significant impact on the, the quality of the project, uh, be it in the amount of time it takes, the, the way they work together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so, uh, I think it's so such an opportunity um, that so few and so few people are are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Peters, the uh, consultant or management consultants from the from the seventies, uh, author of *In Search of Excellence*. He he talks about it as being the number one um, strategic thing organisations should do, above and he says above and above strategic planning, he calls it strategic listening, and he said it's something that should apply to everyone in the organisation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And uh, yes, there's some there's a fascinating conversation to be had about the relationship between listening and strategic planning but that's another uh, for a conversation for another time so when all of that if people would like to contact you and find out more about you and what you do how can they do that um best way would be to look at my website which is uh, dexteritysolutions.co.uk and that's d-e-x-t-e-r-i-t-y solutions that's all one word .co.uk It's interviews like that that remind me of why I'm doing this. Don't you love just looking inside somebody's mind and seeing how they do what they do really well? Colin is a brilliant listener. I know because I've had lots of conversations with him. And now I know what's going on in his mind when he's doing it. Um, Headlines included... Well, the big headline was how that whole interview really demonstrated why I ask people about their metaphors. When you hear that metaphor, that metaphor of the mill pond and how it all works with the the other person drawing Colin across the mill pond and then it ends up like you're both on the same side of the table Um, and at the beginning, you're aware of the mill pond and you can see it. And then later in the process, um, all that fades away. Once you hear that metaphor, you have the ability to 
step into Colin's shoes if you choose to. The research shows that when people speak in metaphor, people find it much easier to, in inverted commas, mind read and understand what they mean, particularly in emotional content, than if they speak in highly conceptual terms. And that's fascinating to me. Once you know how to ask about people's metaphors, then it opens up um, a jewel box. Um, So much to, to be curious about, to explore and to play with and to try on if you choose to. Um. So I better do some headlines that I got from that. I mean, uh, because Colin and I both do uh, a lot of listening training, in inverted commas again, I'm using a lot of those quote marks today. Um, because we agree on so many things. So he quotes that uh, piece of Tom Peters that uh, listening is the number one strategic thing that organisations should do. He mentioned that if All a team did to change their situation was to pay full attention to each other. It would make a significant difference. Um, He mentioned that we do listening more than any other mode of communication, and yet we receive virtually no training in how to do it well. And that people think they're listening when in fact they're not. And when people listen... What is developed is relationship, trust in relationship, relationships start to work in a much more elegant and beautiful way. And in next week's podcast, we'll be doing more exploring of metaphors, more finding out about how different people experience collaboration. Oh, have you noticed if you've listened to the whole series of podcasts so far, we hadn't had a single team. Let's see what happens next week. See you then.